Wait, I love this. That's what I should call it. Sharing my cable with you all. Today, MSNBC. Alex Wagner did a segment about the very concerning Oklahoma Supreme Court decision regarding what the life of a mother means when it comes to abortion. The decision was in our favor by one vote, but the dissenting opinion raises some alarm bells. Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt signed a law banning nearly all abortions with exception for rape and incest and in certain cases, the life of the mother. But that last part, saving the life of the mother, is murky for doctors who can be sued by anyone in Oklahoma just for treating their patients. Shortly after the law was signed, a woman found out she was carrying an ectopic pregnancy. Her fertilized egg had implanted outside of her uterus, which is a life-threatening condition. When the obstetrician refused to treat her, the pregnant patient called the medical director at an abortion clinic in Oklahoma City. They sent her to the facility in Kansas, where abortion is legal. By that time, though, her condition had deteriorated so much that a hospital had to terminate her pregnancy. This is what can happen under abortion bans like Oklahoma's. A pregnant person with no chance of saving the pregnancy has to fight for their right to live, to not die with a non-viable fetus. And that's why reproductive rights advocates filed a lawsuit last summer to challenge Oklahoma's multiple abortion bans, including a now active zombie law from the year 1910, one that makes performing any abortion a felony punishable by prison time unless the same is necessary to preserve her life. This week, the Oklahoma Supreme Court weighed in. In a narrow 5-4 to four ruling, the court said, yes, the state constitution creates an inherent right to an abortion when the pregnant woman's lives are threatened. The majority wrote, a woman has an inherent right to choose to terminate her pregnancy. If at any point between the pregnancy, the woman's physician has determined to a reasonable degree of medical certainty or probability that the continuation of the pregnancy will endanger the woman's life due to the pregnancy itself or due to a medical condition. Okay, to support their ruling, the majority cited the section of the state constitution that says, all persons have the inherent right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So on its face, this seems like a small victory for people who support abortion rights. But as always, the devil is in the details. One of the dissenting justices wrote that balancing the life of the fetus and the mother is a necessary and worthy dialogue for the people to commence. Another added, under some rare and terrible circumstances, people's rights to life may conflict. How do we balance that? The justices' dissents beg the question, if the state legislature does not specifically state that the right to life applies to women whose pregnancies might kill them, then must they simply forego treatment and die? As three justices wrote in a concurring opinion, in some instances, women may have fewer rights than a convicted murderer on death row. These women may be subject to a death sentence without being afforded due process. Imagine that. Joining us now is Caroline Kitchener, the Washington Post reporter who's been covering the politics of abortion. Caroline, thank you for being here tonight. I, I would love to first get your assessment of the legal argument that's being made here on the part of the dissenting judges, because it, it feels like a new frontier, really arguing that the life of the pregnant woman and the fetus she's carrying are equal and it's unclear whose life should be saved in an extreme circumstance. I think the important thing here to take away, Alex, is that this ruling is not going to make doctors comfortable doing what they need to do to protect the health of the women that they're serving. Um, I talked to doctors, I, I just a few days ago, I talked to a doctor in a data band state who was just terrified uh, because, you know, they, they are seeing women come in with pregnancy complications and they're having to, in that split second, make the assessment, is this dangerous enough? Is this life-threatening enough? And I think that, you know, reading especially these dissents and, you know, and, and, and a lot of of what is in this ruling is going to be really concerning for doctors. I and mean, one thing that really stood out to me is that they're very particular with their language. Um, you know, this, this does not cover situations where there is a possibility that the mother's life could be at risk or speculation, they say, is not enough. It has to be a reasonable chance. So I, I think that when you are in there, in that hospital room, that's a really hard call to make as a doctor. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because what we're talking about is a threshold at which, what's being litigated is the threshold at which a woman is 
going how, how in danger her life actually is and it's not just the possibility that, that you know that going septic will kill her it's that she actually has to be septic in order to get that abortion and the line there seems to be incredibly confused so i mean how, how doctors are it sounds like are reacting by just not wanting to do it at all right is that sort of in your reporting and i would, I would ask this more nationally i mean are, is the climate of fear pronounced enough that doctors are just saying i'm not getting involved in this at all I think it varies. You know, I've also spoken to doctors in banned states who say, I committed a felony today. And they say that proudly uh, because they believe with every fiber of their being that they are doing the right thing, even if they're violating the law. And they, you know, that their kind of stance that they take is, okay, you know, try, you know, I, I, I am not going to go back on my medical oath for this reason. And, you know, I, I don't think that that's, you know, doctors are families, right? They are, um, they are people with a lot to lose. And I think that that's probably, um, you know, less common, but people who are out there saying probably that they are committing felonies, I think a lot of doctors are extremely scared. They're scared for their licenses, they are scared for their livelihoods. And, you know, I, I think that this is going to be a really big thing to watch going forward, how courts deal with this and also how state legislatures do. Yeah, and I know we're all awaiting a big uh, ruling in Texas on uh, whether or not the FDA can continue, or women can continue to access uh, the, the drug Mifepristone as part of a two-drug protocol for medication abortions. And I don't, you know, I, I have long been worried that, that a victory in getting mifepristone off the market could mean very serious trouble for the other abortion pill, which is misoprostol. Now, we have news out of Wyoming that there is a bill that basically broadly outlaws using any medication for abortion. It doesn't mention specific drugs, but I wonder whether you think this is the for opening salvo and just outlawing all forms of medication abortion. I think it's really hard to say. Um, that did come up during the hearing last week. Um, I was in the courtroom in Amarillo, and for the end, um, there was some conversation. You know, the, the the judge, you know, was was asking, you know, is this, you know, what about the other drug? And you know, the plaintiffs did say, you know, that is not the purpose of this lawsuit. So, um, you know, I do think that it could come into play with this lawsuit because one of the things at issue here is mailing abortion pills, and that's abortion pills generally. That's not just mifepristone. So you could see it become a lot harder to access either one of these. Um, but you know, I think. It's, it's, it's too early to say whether, you know, the, the, the approval of um, misoprostol is also going to come into question. It's a little bit harder because it does, you know, it's, it's used for a lot of different things, not just abortion. So I think that the anti-abortion movement maybe sees that as a little bit more challenging. Well, I think any moment where we're actively debating in court whether the value of a woman's life is superseded by that of her fetus means everything's on the table in terms of restricting reproductive freedoms. Caroline Kitchener, thank you so much for your great reporting. Appreciate your time tonight. Thanks for having me. Short Cast Club.